Welcome to the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest running hiking podcast, downloaded over three quarters of a million times in 155 countries and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your hosts, Tim and Jules Savage, coming to you from Ngunnawal and Ngambri country. In today's episode, episode 243, we're going to talk about all things gators. We hope you enjoy. Before we get into today's episode, if you'd like to help support Australian Hiker and this podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us out. Firstly, by subscribing on your podcast host of choice so that each episode is available as soon as it's published. And if you have the opportunity, leave us a five-star review. Another way to support us is go to the Australian Hiker website at www.australianhiker.com.au and click on the supporters page and buy us a coffee. You can do a one-off donation or become a monthly supporter. All donations are greatly appreciated and help us to continue producing this podcast and blog. Now let's get on to today's episode. Now, when you start out hiking, you tend to have a picture in your mind about what a hiker or a bushwalker looks like. For many, the stereotype includes a broad-brimmed hat, boots, khaki clothing, big pack, and of course, gaiters. While this may have been what the typical Australian outdoors person looked like in the past, things have since moved on. Hiking gear and attitudes have changed, and with that, so has the uniform. In my case, it's rare that you'll ever see me in any of these items of clothing, Uh, or equipment. But having said that, I do wear gaiters. And in fact, in preparing for this podcast, I realized I wear gaiters much more than I thought I actually did. They just don't look like a stereotype that people expect. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about the types of gaiters available for hikers today and provide guidance on when you should consider them and what you should be looking for. Now, firstly, what are gaiters? In simple terms, gaiters are a form of protective clothing, although calling them clothing is a bit of a stretch. Well, it's something you wear, so I guess that's clothing. It's true. They are essentially pieces of material that are worn over your footwear and rise up the legs to a varying degree in an attempt to protect you from both the physical environment as well as wildlife such as ticks, leeches and snakes. Now, old school gaiters were often made of heavy leather and canvas and came up to just below the knee. These days, the range is much broader, and depending on what you're trying to protect yourself from, they can be quite minimal in construction or go all the way up to the more traditional models that are longer and more robust. So why would you want to use gaiters? Well, there are many reasons. Um, uh, You know, you've mentioned uh, protection, and protection covers things like from vegetation, such as spinifex, which can penetrate your clothing, and um, some trails are quite... Renowned uh, for spinifex, so trails such as the Larapinta Trail, you, you, you couldn't step, you know, even a couple of inches off the trail without encountering uh, spinifex at some point. But having said that, though, if you stay on the trail, gaiters aren't really essential. But as soon as you, as Jill said, as soon as you step off trail and start moving through open bush, the spinifex is more than capable of piercing uh, long pants. For a lot of people, the use of gaiters is really all about protection from snakes. Uh, and if you are looking at getting a, a set of gaiters for use uh, or protection from snakes, they do need to be fairly long and they also need to be heavy duty as well. Robust, incredibly robust. robust. 
Now, we show some images of some um, gators in the written version of this podcast. And in fact, if you actually go to the Cedar Summit website, they are recommending the heavy-duty canvas gators as being the best option. But even then, they're not going to say it's 100% guarantee. We've talked about snakes and spiders and things in the past. And in fact, funnel web spiders typically have longer fangs than brown snakes do. But um, you know, it's, it's, they're not the only snakes you tend to come across. And if you're wearing gaiters, uh, typically, and this is something I find a bit odd, is people will often wear long gaiters and shorts. Uh, and, and it's just something that I find just odd because you're, you know, you're wearing gaiters to protect your legs, but you're wearing short pants because you want a bit of breathability and not have uh, 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 the heat building up on your legs. So it's almost a bit of a contradiction. Well, except often, I mean, if you're going back to the stereotype um, of the bushwalker, often the shorts are so long there's only a little bit of knee showing. Yeah, no, that is true. That is true. It's also to provide protection from things like leeches and ticks. Now, I recently did the South Coast track in Tasmania and there were hikers there that were wearing shorts and long gaiters. And I remember on a couple of occasions seeing that camp at the end of the day, they'd get there, they'd they'd take their gaiters off and there'd be leeches all underneath their gaiters uh, that were attached to them and there'd be blood pouring down uh, their bare skin and the leeches had fallen off because they'd had their fill. <laughs> so, um, yeah, wearing gaiters to protect yourself from things like leeches and then wearing shorts almost defeats the purpose in some respect. Yeah, but I suppose um, you were wearing long pants and I suspect you probably had a few leeches between your pants and uh, the gaiters that you probably didn't notice uh, too much. They might have penetrated or not, but, um, you know, I guess the issue is about being able to get between yourself and the gaiters itself. Yeah, so getting to the bare skin is where leeches in particular are aiming for. So it's it's really one of those things. I mean, there's no right or wrong here, uh, but as I said, it just surprises me, as I said, when you're wearing bare legs uh, from knees down and then you put gaiters on the top to provide the protection. Well, I think they're probably providing, thinking about snakes in that context maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. and But, I mean, having said that, a, an additional layer of long clothing or long material in long pants uh, will add to that protection if you are looking at protecting against snakes. And from my perspective as well, it's um, – I have spent much of my life working outdoors and I'm very conscious about skin cancer and, and sun exposure. So it's, it's rare that I ever go hiking in shorts. It's really rare I'll ever go hiking in short sleeve. It tends to be very early in the morning if I'm doing that. But on longer hikes, I've normally got long pants and long sleeve tops to provide that additional layer of protection from sun in particular. But it also provides that additional layer of protection against things like leeches and ticks. In addition, and I think probably this is one of the main reasons or the main couple of reasons that people wear gaiters is protection from mud and debris. So again, South Coast Track in Tasmania or even for that matter, the the, uh, Great Ocean Walk in Victoria, very muddy conditions. I didn't have gaiters on the Great Ocean Walk. I wish I had. Uh, I ended up getting very muddy, wet legs in the bottom half of my pants uh, and there's not much you can do. You know, If they're wet, they'll, they'll dry out. If they're muddy, it's really hard to get that mud off. Whereas in Tasmania on the South Coast track, my main reason for wearing them wasn't so much for snakes. It was about the mud, and I'm really glad that I had them for that particular reason. Uh, but I think also there was quite a, 
a, a difference in scale between uh, the mud that you encountered um, on the South Coast track versus what we had on the Great Ocean Walk. And, uh, you know, when I talk about the Great Ocean Walk, there was a lot of mud, but you seem to have had a hell of a lot of mud. Yeah, there was, there was certainly a greater degree. One instance I had on the, the South Coast track was the only time I did not check the mud that I was about to walk through with my tracking pole, <laughs> uh, and it, it was it was a step down you know, of about forty or fifty centimeters. Uh, I went crotch deep in but with both legs, you know, I just sank straight into it. That would have been funny. So I'm sorry. I should be sympathetic, but yeah, I'm I'm disappointed we don't have a photo of that one. Uh, this, is, this is this is the disadvantage of travelling as a solo hiker. There was no one to take a photo of me. Maybe uh, that was a good thing. Yeah. And even and even you know my my as I said, I went crotch deep. So even you know getting my uh, phone out of my uh, my pants pocket was a bit hard, and it wouldn't have been wouldn't have really shown the the, the predicament that I was in. One reason it did actually keep my the bottom of my pants uh, dry. It's and, just a pity about free. the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. um, but one thing that it did do, as I was pulling myself out of the mud, I could feel my shoes being pulled. And had I have not had gaiters on, I would have lost my shoes in the mud. Now, I would have gotten back again, but I would have spent the next 30 to 50 minutes digging a one-metre-deep hole to try and retrieve my shoes. And, you know, that, that, the fact that I had the gaiters on and I had a, a, a solid strap underneath my shoes kept my footwear in place and meant I could get my shoes out without having them being pulled off by the suction from the mud. So something I really hadn't thought of in that respect, that not just keeping the mud off you but also keeping your shoes on. And last but not least, keeping the dirt and debris out of your trail runners. Um, if you are wearing trail runners and they're a low sort of shoe, it's very easy to get sand on beaches or even small pebbles or dirt as you're walking into the shoes. And using a low or a, a, a lighter weight gaiter will keep a lot of that extra material out of the footwear. Yeah, and, you know, I think that's the quite surprising uh, thing about those um, shorter Lycra gaiters they are very effective and you know particularly if you're wearing a low-cut shoe you will notice the difference in terms of uh, the absence of grit and uh, dirt in your shoe if you're wearing them. So that's a good lead-in to gaiter types and as Jill mentioned our first type is the Lycra gaiters. There's a couple of different brands on the market that are relatively easy to, to, to get hold of and these basically will come with a hook at the front that will hook onto your laces or if you're wearing things like Ultra or Topo shoes and possibly some other brands as well that have their own little special hooks that you can just hook onto the front, and then they connect by Velcro on the rear of the shoe. Now, again, in the case of Ultra shoes, uh, they, they actually have what's called a gaiter trap. All you need to do is have a piece of Velcro on the back of the Lycra, and they, the gaiter trap holds them in place and keeps them um, from moving and keeps them from uh, anything from getting into the shoes. One thing I would say about the Lycra um, gaiters is uh, don't skimp on the size. Um, sometimes if, you know, you, you go rigidly to your shoe size, um, it might just be just a little bit too short to cover the top of your shoe. And the point is that it'll sit neatly over the top and down the shoe um, to keep the dirt out. So think about the sizing um, and don't automatically go for what's recommended in terms of uh, matching your shoe and your um, gaiter size. 
and we'll talk more about uh, sizing in detail in a couple of minutes. Now, from there, the next type of gator, we start picking up a bit of um, a bit more heavy duty in material, and we are moving on to I would suppose we class these as midweight gators. These are a, a heavier version of a lycra gator. Uh, they're designed to keep things from getting into your trail runners in particular, and they might only come up sort of around about 20 centimetres or 15 centimetres up your leg, and they are fairly lightweight sort of material. So they're not so much about uh, keeping, uh, preventing uh, issues with snakes, they're more about uh, providing a heavier option than the Lycra version. And in some respect, most hiking and outdoor stores will often carry a midweight gaiter whereas they won't necessarily carry lycra gators. They tend to be a bit harder to come across. From there, we move on to a heavyweight gator. And, and, and really, I suppose from my perspective, they really tend to be extremes, if you like. The lycra gator, the midweight gator, and then the heavy-duty gators. Uh, and I'll talk about what I use in a moment. Uh, but you tend to have that, that range that really suits what people are after. Now, the heavy-duty gators uh, will typically be made of either a heavy-grade canvas, which is what tends to be recommended for use with uh, if you're concerned about snakes. But again, even then, it's not a guarantee, but it, it certainly makes a big difference than, than not having, say, just having bare skin and a pair of shorts. Heavy-duty sort of gators, as I said, either canvas or a heavy-duty nylon material, uh, they'll have a heavy-duty strap that's replaceable that goes underneath your footwear and we'll talk about fitting in a moment and they will typically come up to just below your knee. Uh, on the top of the gaiters they will typically have a an adjustment strap of some sort to keep them in place, stop them sort of falling down and they'll have a, a long velcro uh, closure uh, that runs down them so you basically uh, have a left and right gaiter and the, and the way you tell a left and right gator is on the inside of the leg, there's a, a wear guard or a wear pad that's often made of Kevlar or some sort of plastic material to stop any wearing on the inside of the leg. Yeah, that uh, tends to be the, the difficult part about wearing gaiters is, is working out which leg is which. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then certainly that wear guard, you know it's got to be on the inside. So in that case, if it, you've got it on the it's outside. It's still like a puzzle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you've got them the wrong way around. Typically, when you're putting gaiters on, you'll go through and put the hook on, uh, put the, the loop under the, the, the foot, put the, uh, the hook on the front, and then do them up uh, and you know, finishing up the top. And you want to have that, uh, that Velcro closed uh, smoothly. It's no good having big gaps that things like leeches or, for that matter, water can get in because a lot of these sort of gaiters tend to be reasonably waterproof, and having that good, smooth seal makes a big difference. So from here, when you're choosing gaiters, um, as we, Jill's briefly mentioned sizing, but really it's a matter about getting the right size and not going too big. Uh, lycra gaiters aren't too bad. There's a bit of stretch in them, so you can normally get away with that. Uh, but quite often it tends to be choose what is right for your footwear, and if you're borderline, go the bigger pair would be my recommendation. Yeah, I think that's um, – and I think that, that applies to the lycra ones. I wear lycra – gaiters much more than the the full-on gaiters and um you know i do notice that sometimes the the sizing isn't just isn't quite right for the shoe so a little bit of forethought would have solved that problem now from a sizing perspective if you buy a pair of gaiters if you go online uh, you'll find that they'll have 
they'll have small, medium, large, extra large, and, and there are some brands that do double extra large, although they can be a bit far, hard to find sometimes. Uh, and they'll say, okay, the, the large is to suit this shoe size or the small is to shoot, suit this shoe size, and that's a good indication on what to actually go through and choose. One thing to note here is the number of the sizings that I've seen tends to use European sizing, so 35, 36, 37, or they'll use US sizings, and it's US men's sizings. So the, there is a difference between women's and men's sizings. Uh, so uh, Jill has US sizing uh, is... Nine and a half in um, hikers, in runners. Yeah, and, and in, in relation to a men's size shoes, that's around about a seven and a half size eight. So yeah, you want to make sure that you are looking. You know, you're looking at a men's size if you're looking on the US sizing. So this is where the European sizing often tends to be a better way because it's a, a standard sizing, whether it's men's or women's. From there, you also need to look at what sort of footwear that you're wearing. And again, going back to the written version of this podcast, I've got some images. Uh, of me wearing long heavy-duty gaiters with trail runners and also wearing them with heavy-duty scarpa boots. Now, these are exactly the same gaiters, but they fit very differently on the trail runners as they do to the heavy-duty boots. And in all honesty, you know, with someone with a size 15 foot, uh, I ideally need a double XL gaiter, um, whereas the XLs work quite well on my uh, trail runners. Apart from that, you'll find with both boots and with trail runners, the sole of the footwear is important. Uh, with a traditional boot, there'll be a heel, a smooth piece in front of it, and then you'll get the tread towards the front, front end of the footwear. With trail runners, you'll get the same, where some brands have exactly the same sort of pattern, but you'll also get trail runners that have tread that run the entire length of the actual trail runner themselves. And ideally, if you plan on using a gaiter with a, a trail runner, you want a trail runner that has that small or smooth area without ridges on them. Lugs, uh, without lugs, the lugs. Yeah, that's going to keep the uh, the trail runner or the, the gaiters in place. So on my South Coast track, I changed my footwear to another pair that I'm quite happy and comfortable with and picked a, a model that had that smooth section just forward of the heel area, uh, which meant that the uh, I wasn't walking on the actual strap itself, and that means the strap tends to last longer. Now, it's probably you know not critical if um, it's for an, an occasional wear. You probably get away with not thinking too much about the undersole of your shoe. But I, I think when you were doing the South Coast track, you expected to wear your gaiters for a lot of the time. Um, which meant it was important that your shoes accommodated the, the gaiters and the fit was good. Yeah, and I, in fact I was. I wore them pretty much seven days straight and, and just took them off at the end of the day when I got to camp. So it made a big difference and it means I wasn't having a potential slip point because the plasticky material has the potential when it's wet to be a bit slippery. So I just wanted a bit better grip. Uh, so as I said, I chose a pair of shoes that had that smooth section uh, in the midfoot uh, and again, in the, the written version of this podcast, the written article, uh, it shows you a picture of what that looks like. Okay, so as mentioned, 
I don't always use gaiters. Uh, if I'm doing a long-distance trail that I don't have an issue with mud on, I will use a uh, lycra gaiter to keep the debris out of my shoes. If I'm hiking in areas where I'm concerned about snakes or uh, long spin effects or, for that matter, lots of mud, I'll wear my long heavy-duty gaiters, which come up to just below the knees. I do own a pair of the mid-length or mid-weight gaiters. Uh, I have not used those in the last six years. <laughs> so I either go one extreme or the other. Uh, I don't tend to go for the uh, the middle of the road. Um, and I think you know, it means that I own two pairs of gaiters. Um, but um, you know, price-wise, it's not a, a huge expense to go through if you can get two of those. It's not as if you're buying two packs or two tents. Um, so you're better off picking what suits your individual height and having the ability to use uh, a range of options. And as, a, as always, I'm a bit different. Um, I usually wear gaiters and those gaiters are lycra gaiters and uh, that's uh, to keep uh, grit and other things out of my um, trail hiking shoes. Um, I do have a pair of long gaiters, knee-length gaiters. Um, Tim says they come just below the knee with me. <laughs> They're pretty much on the knee. Um, and it's got to be pretty extreme for me to wear those long gaiters, um, probably very long grass, um, uh, you know, potentially if we're going off trail a little bit. Other otherwise, I'll tend to stay with long pants and the lycra gaiters. Um I have more than two pairs of gaiters, so I have the long heavy-duty ones and I have several colourful gaiters uh, that I like to, to swap out. Um, so it's not just two pairs, it's it's a few pairs that I have. <laughs> so in that sense it becomes a fashion, fashion item as well. So. <laughs> well, it's got to match. It's got to match. <laughs> yeah, I mean one, one comment I would make there, there's a brand. There's a couple of brands of Lycra gaiters on the market uh, and there's a well-known American brand called Dirty Girl uh, and they make uh, they do make plain coloured gaiters, but they're around. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you go for the plain ones when you can go for the outrageous ones? Yeah, so, yeah. there 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 are some really leery colours. Um, I haven't been able to buy a pair of those because my size from it's, Dirty Girl is size dang. Dang. Uh, dang yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't go that big in Australia. And I, uh, so yeah, if I need a pair of those, I need to need to order size dang. So, so uh, because their recommendation is you're buying based on the measurement of your ankle, uh, but certainly my ankle and my foot size pushes me into that extreme size, which, as I said, isn't a standard size that's sold in Australia. I don't have that problem, uh, <laughs> and I can get plenty of different colours. So, as we said, this this is one of these weird bits of equipment where you know, people think about packs and tents and sleeping bags and all the the, the mainstream sort of equipment. Uh, but gaiters is one of those sort of things that tends to be a bit of afterthought for many people. And as I said, for a number of years, the only time I ever wore them, uh, and there's one trail that I have in Canberra that I do probably on an annual basis where I know there are lots of snakes and lots of venomous snakes, and I will stop as I go off-road, put my gaiters on, walk up to the summit, uh, turn around and come back, and then take my gaiters off and walk back down the road again. So it's uh, you know it's it's definitely an area where I do wear them, particularly for that reason. Uh, I've never had any problems with snakes. It's more a matter of uh, just in case more than anything else, uh, because the trail is pretty overgrown. 
as I said, have a think about why you're wearing gaiters. Is it to protect yourself from, from debris and mud? Is it to protect yourself from ticks? Is it from snakes? And work out what it is you need uh, and whether you need just one pair or multiple pairs to undertake your hiking needs. Okay, that's all for this week's episode. We hope we've provided a, a bit of information in relation to gaiters uh, and I hope it's been helpful. Who knew there was so much to Yeah, learn. there is. <laughs> okay, that's all for me. Bye for now. And bye from me.